Identical Cousins Episode 6, Launching Ports, sponsored by Albina Development, makers of Pinbook. Hello, Brent. Hey, Michael. How you doing? Pretty good. It's uh, this. Uh, this is the craziest. I'm, I'm serious. Hands down, the craziest I've ever been. Wow, that is that's saying quite a lot. I think I. I've you know how crazy I am. You, yeah, I've never seen you rational or sane, even in the least. So no, um, no, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is even crazy. No, this is crazy. Like I, I've literally in the last three weeks uh, launched like four different products with some of the companies I advise, mm-hmm. but. As I think you know, Fantastical for iPhone is almost here. Wow. Wow. Um, I'm getting excited. I, I'm, I'm getting excited, too, yeah. and uh, can't, can't wait to see what people think about it. But I figured in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, and you can obviously have a lot of input on this because you did this with Glassboard, talking about how you make your app for different platforms, because mm-hmm. obviously you need to port and each platform needs to be appropriate. That's right. And, yep. and also what's involved in a launch. And obviously we can talk a lot more than just this episode, but I think we could get some pretty good stuff in here for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll do that. Uh, we'll start obviously with a, just a little recap, maybe of some news or stories or whatever's going on in the world. We'll get into that and then we'll wrap it up because I got to get back to my work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. So first and foremost, we have our first sponsor on Identical Cousins. Why don't you do a little bit of the honors, Brent? Sure. Well, it's it's our friend Colin Donnell, who is uh, Albina Development, and uh, he's written an app called Pinbook, which is a, an iPhone app uh, that is a pinboard client. And pinboard, of course, is you know what we all know and love, right? It's in this yep. post delicious era. That's the place where we go to store our stuff. Absolutely. And Pinbook is fantastic. It is you know it does exactly what you would want it to, and it is super super fast. Um, it, it's well designed and I would even say obsessively designed uh, just because Colin is one of those guys who can do programming and design and he's done a, a remarkable job but a big yeah, thing what, with me is performance it's just it's just amazingly fast even if you have you know a crazy amount of bookmarks definitely one of the things I'll chime in with is that he kept it really focused I know he launched one O and then you know quickly came out with a one one and he kind of did it the right way. He shipped it. He, he knew there was stuff missing and he shipped it. And mm-hmm. then he's adding more things. So I think it's really important that, you know, it, it's a great app. Obviously, it does what it does well. It's nice to look at. And I think the app is really focused. So if you use a uh, pinbook at all or a pinboard at all, uh, use pinbook because it's really the easiest way to keep all your stuff on your iPhone. Now, this is a case where uh, I haven't been using pinboard nearly as much as I'd like to. Um, but because of pinbook, uh, I will, you know, having a great app really changes, um, changes what I think about an online service, you know, uh, of course Absolutely. that was true of Twitter back in the day. I, I was just thinking Twitterific, that. I would never have touched Twitter. Right. So maybe this will be the start of a uh, pin board, um, demise. No, or, no. <laughs> it better not be, it no, better not no, be because no. I use both pin board and pin book. So it better not be. <laughs> no. And instead it, it should be great for pin board to have a wonderful client like this. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, really, and many really, thanks, many really thanks pleased. to Colin and Albina Development. Mm-hmm. And uh, his website is a l b i n a d e v e l p d e v e l o p m e n t dot com. Albina Development dot com. 
And uh, we thank him greatly for sponsoring our show. Yeah, many thanks, Colin. And of course, we'll have this uh, in the show notes too. So yes, the link will be there, and click on a link. Yes, or tap if you're using it on a mobile device. Oh yeah, you could tap. Oh, the click and tap thing. I'm yeah, obsessed. I know. I and, know. And, and just to throw it out there, we are looking for sponsors. So if you're interested in uh, you know, helping us out and sponsoring our show and having us talk about your product, as long as it's good, because we don't want sponsors that aren't good, but we don't think anyone listening to the show would have a product that isn't good, right? Exactly. But be in touch. Contact us. Um, you can find a uh, contact information from our website and... Uh, Track us down. I wonder if you really can find our contact information. On our probably, website. probably not. But who cares at this point? <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably we should uh, add some contact information to the website. Note to self: the the uh, name identical cousins is very appropriate for those listening. Uh, how's that? Neither neither Brent nor I, who are user interface guys, put a contact link on yeah, the site. Right. Nor will we say that we did when we didn't. Yeah. I said it might be there, okay, just for the record. Right. And, you know. Should be there. You'll figure it, it out. Be there. Yeah. You guys. You already have listen. my email address, surely. Yeah. And, and worst case scenario, we're on Twitter. So I'm at Mac Guitar, M-A-C-G-U-I-T-A-R. And he's at Brent Simmons, B-R-E-N-T-S-I-M-M-O-N-S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he's yeah. So, fine. again, props to uh, Colin. We appreciate it. And uh, Al- Albina Development. And, um, yeah, if you're interested in sponsoring our show, let us know. So moving right along mm-hmm. to, I guess, the weeks behind and the current week, um, our last show, of course, just to kind of uh, quickly just, you know, give some happy thoughts in the universe. Our last show, of course, was recorded when we were talking about the hurricane. Yeah. And uh, of course, it ended up being really bad, like we thought it would be, sadly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure your family and my family and all my friends and your friends back east really got slammed. Yeah, got hit pretty hard. Uh, my family's a little, little south of... Of your family, it's more like Philadelphia, South Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, my biggest concern uh, after hearing that my family was okay was um, for probably my favorite place in the world, which is Avalon, New Jersey. Uh, on the it's on the Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, of course. And it's one of the few shore towns that came out rather well, and that's because the Army Corps of Engineers had built uh, these wonderful dunes. They've got uh, a set of dunes. I think Stone Harbor has them too that really just saved the town because I think the, the elevation there is like it's an island and it's like you know one foot at most above sea level uh, right, except for right. the dunes which you know uh, saved a lot of homes and probably lives and who knows what all else well that's what good planning gets you I mean yeah. I'm sure you heard especially Long Island where I grew up it was a mess they they didn't have power I mean there's still people who don't have power weeks later and I'm sure you heard that the Long Island, I think it, uh, it changed names so many times, but I think it's uh, LIPA, yeah, Long Island Power Authority. They ran out of poles. Did you hear about this? Oh, God, no, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, they oh, ran geez. out of poles, and the governor obviously went nuts. Like, how do you run out of poles uh, during a hurricane? I mean, they had weeks to plan, yeah, right? right. So, huge failure. I think criminal charges should be brought, and I think they will be brought, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it just it, it's really kind of sad that a great place like New York, New Jersey, and all those areas that got hit, uh, which have high taxes, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, a lot, right? It's not in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, indeed. Um, would have such horrible response, such horrible results. Yeah, so, it seems yeah. like a lot of things were done right, like pulling the subway cars out of, out of, the, out oh, of yeah. the lines and stuff. I mean, there yeah, was a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. good planning and, and good stuff, but, but things like running out of poles, I mean, come on. Wow. Yeah, and it's 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 not like the utility companies are hurting for money. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. 
So, but anyway, just wanted to send our thoughts back to the East Coast for families, friends, and people we don't know, just to say we were thinking about you, especially since the last episode we talked about it, yeah. and it ended up being, unfortunately, a really, one of the, probably, I think, the worst storm in, in recorded history in New York and in the East Coast. Yeah. Outside of, uh, was it Roanoke Island? Yeah. So, all right, yeah, so yeah, best wishes, of course, to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So, moving along, um, any specific news or anything you can think of in the uh, tech sphere, in the world, I don't care, anything, just any topics. If not, we can always move on, but it's always nice just to kind of do a quick debrief. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Host is closing down. It's about the only thing I can Yeah, host is closing down, but you know what? The brands aren't going anywhere. would. If no one acquires them, I will. How's that? (laughs) But you know, I grew up on Tasty Cakes. I don't think I've ever eaten a Twinkie in my entire life. No, wait, you're from the East Coast, though. You had Drake's, right? Yeah, Drake's. Oh, I oh dude. So Drake's. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, and Devil Dogs and Ringdings mm-hmm, sure, and Yodels. Yeah. Do you remember Yodels? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we don't have them at all here now on the West Coast. Yeah. So whenever I go back to the East Coast, like I'll bring my wife and I'll bring Matthew, my son, and like they'll, they'll have it. And it's like one of those things you can't get it here. So it's kind of a treat. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So it, yeah, but Twinkies, Twinkies have always been around. You've never had a Twinkie. I don't think so because you know, if it was between a, a Twinkie and a Drake's cake or a tasty cake, or a tasty cake, scotch crimpet or something. Oh, a butterscotch crimpet. Yeah. You did not. I just drooled. I know. Right. I just that drooled. Peanut butter candy cakes. Oh, my oh God. what was the one that was like the, uh, kind of the jelly and the coconut on it? I don't know. You know, I probably didn't eat that. I was never a coconut fan. Well, there you go. I love coconut. Yeah. And that's right. okay. That's why they make many varieties. Mm. All right. So, yeah. So, it's kind of sad. But someone's going to gobble up that brand. Of pun, course, no, pun yeah. in, no pun intended. And, and, um, and they'll refer to it as gobbling up because how else yes. would you talk about Twinkies? So, a link I saw actually on Daring Fireball changing another news topic. Did you see the David Petraeus Affair Photos link? No, I just can't. I can't look. Okay. No, 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 no. This is amazing. So, you click David Petraeus Affair Photos. And it's all photos of the devastation from the hurricane. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, dude, this is epic. So I, I, I'm going to link to the bottom of this just for the sheer fact of the awesomeness of whoever put this together. And actually, you know, I had looked and I don't think uh, they said who it was. Nope. They, someone's not taking credit for it. But whoever it is, is is a genius. Wow. And it's like, yeah, draw me in with these things that I really shouldn't be interested in. And, you know, they really don't really make a big difference in the world and then show us stuff that you should be looking at. It was it was brilliant. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. 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 Crazy. So, uh, wow. yep. Pretty cool. Right. Uh-huh. So I, yeah. I, I like and not cool of what happened, but cool of the get people in and actually make them pay attention to something important with something, something that's that not important. Actually matters. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's. Pretty much it from me. Um, anything else going on that's exciting? Or I just got a Retina MacBook trying to set well, it up. That's exciting. I absolutely adore it. From did like you look at Fantastical yet Man. on it? I haven't yet. No. It is retinized. Cool, cool. I'm actually so. in the, the. You know, I've been setting it up. Not quite done. The one thing yeah. I am struggling with, of course, is goddamn Adobe. No, this is like a nightmare. It's gonna. Do we even need to talk about this? But all my work right now is in Photoshop, and so do we even need to to talk about Adobe? Really? Do we? Can you hear me at all? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, you're just ignoring me, which is probably a good thing. Oh, I, I really well, want. I couldn't hear I don't know. I really, oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying, I said, do we really need to talk about Adobe? But no, we don't. No, no, we don't need to talk about Adobe. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, so good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no kidding. So feel my pain. I'll recover oh, eventually. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, so let's basically, uh, let's talk about launches and shipping and, and porting and, and shipping and porting and launching. Sounds like... Uh, Moving heavy freight. Yeah, right. 
So uh, I'll kind of I right now I've been getting a lot of questions about Fantastic Hell for iPhone, and obviously because we haven't shipped yet, and there's a teasing element. I'm not saying a lot. Um, this show will air on November 20th, two days before Thanksgiving, so it won't necessarily and it won't be out because if it's not approved we're not going to ship it before thanksgiving of course right but the point is uh how do you how do you do a launch um and then we'll kind of get into or maybe i should do the port first what do you think yeah talk about sequential after all yeah okay fair enough cart before the horse yeah or not so okay so fantastic hell for iphone the biggest question is why didn't you do iphone first right iphone's so popular it's a money pit right Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you do iphone right i wonder if it really is Money pit. I do too, and actually, to be honest, everyone's uh, people who are, who are not developers, just friends of mine, are like, "Oh my god, you're going to be loaded! Oh my god, it's a gold mine!" It's like, no, you don't understand. Like, yes, it's a gold mine if you make a successful hit, mm-hmm. and yes, there's an opportunity for me to have a successful hit, but you don't just make money because you have an app on the app store. Exactly. You have to be lucky. You have to obviously, like I always say, chance favors the prepared. You have to be prepared, mm-hmm. and you have to do a good job, and then you have to like work. Yeah. So. Why we didn't do Fantastical for iPhone is pretty simple. At the time when we came up with the idea for Fantastical, we had an idea of how to solve it on the Mac and how to solve it on a desktop. But when we thought about it from a 3.5 inch, of course, now it's a 3.5 or 4 inch display, we didn't have a solution. We were like, well, this won't work. And you cannot just shoehorn a desktop interface into an iPhone. That's exactly right. I tried... Uh, well, I didn't try shoehorning, but I've had that experience of doing the port. NetNewsWire, of course, was a Mac app for years before the iPhone existed. Uh, then later on, I made an iPhone and an iPad version. And yeah, you don't just take what you have on the Mac and like shrink it down or something. It's You really have to think it all over from, from zero again. Yeah. and And I think it's really important that you don't take the easy way out. I mean, yeah, sure you can, but a good app, a top app, a best app, a beloved app is not going to do that. It's just not. You you have a completely different environment, and obviously you and I were talking about this, so I know you agree. You have to do something different on a smaller screen, and the smaller screen in many ways is harder to design for. In fact, I know it's harder to design for than the bigger screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely it is. Yeah, with, with the Mac, you have, well, you can use a lot of the standard stuff, and you have a bigger canvas and that really changes how you, how you think about it. Um, you also have menus and keyboard shortcuts and all this kind of stuff that doesn't exist on the iPhone. So with the iPhone you have less, but that means you have every pixel counts in, you know, 10 times more than it does on a Mac. Yeah. In some essence you have, in some essence you have less function and less pixels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I also liken it to video games, right? Back in the days when we played Atari 2600 and in television and the classics, right? Mm-hmm. They had, you know, 4K, 8K, 16K maybe of, of space and, and obviously limited colors and pixels to put things on a screen. Mm-hmm. And the games had to be good. The games themselves had to be good because of the fact that the graphics or the pixels or the limitations of the technology weren't that great, right? Yeah, you did sure. what you could. And I think iPhone to Mac is almost like that. It's like, Obviously, the graphics on an iPhone and a Mac are amazing compared to that. But my point still remains that the iPhone, you really have to think about everything you're doing. And it has to be a great app because you just don't have the space and the functionality you have of a big screen on a desktop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were very deliberate in our planning and design and execution of Fantastical for iPhone. Um, we did not just port the Mac app. We obviously brought over the important, best, helpful, functional parts of Fantastical. So... 
you always get the thing like you have Fantastical for iPhone, you have Fantastical for Mac, right? Are those two different apps? Well, yeah, of course they're two different apps because I just said they're different on each platform. But I view Fantastical as one thing. I view it as like a franchise. I view it as a concept or an idea or that is the product, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have platforms for that product. And I kind of think it's important to view it that way because if I was to say, well, I have Fantastical for iPhone and Fantastical for Mac and those are two apps, um, then they don't necessarily share anything in common, right? They're two different apps. And I think it's so important that if you have a good concept like Fantastical on the Mac and you're solving problems and helping people and you've solved these things, you should bring them over to the other one. So there are certain things that, yeah, you just port because it's right to port, but you have to be very careful in what you bring over because it needs to be appropriate for the device. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the hard thing. Absolutely, you have to really focus and cut down. But there is that that core ideal of what is the thing this app does, and that's got to be in both places, obviously. It does, it does. And, you know, and without giving too much away, because I really want people to be surprised and delighted when it comes out, um, we have the calendar, right? Everyone wants a calendar. You have to have a calendar. You have to be able to look at your days and stuff like that. But we, we brought a completely new user interface input uh, interface. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but we basically brought a whole new user interface on how you interact with your calendar. Mm, cool. It's not a calendar, but it's a, a reinvention and an optimization and improvement of the calendar. And it's meant to be as fast as it can be on an iPhone. Cool. So speed, I think speed counts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one of those things where because of the speed, people are going to love the app. In fact, that's our tagline, the fast and friendly calendar app for your iPhone. Um, it, it's, the goals in the mission statement were make it fast and friendly. It should be something that you're in and you're out. You add, you add an event and you're done or you find an event and you're done or you edit an event and you're done or delete an event and you're done, whatever, mm -hmm. and you add your event and you're done. It should be no more than taking it out of your pocket, you know, unlocking your phone if it's locked, launching the app, doing what you're doing, and getting on, right? Because you're mobile. If you're using an iPhone, you're mobile. You're going somewhere. You don't want a lot of time spent in what you're doing. Precisely. And that was, the, that was again, back to the whole thing. You can't just port the Mac version. Now, with the Mac version, obviously, I know you've used it, when you're creating an event and everything, it's more of a desktop experience because you're going to probably be sitting there. You're going to be more focused and you're going to want more features. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, the, the the thing I'd like a lot of the listeners that are listening to think about is when you are porting an app or you're thinking about an app, don't just do it on autopilot. I say this a lot, but you have to really think about what you're doing and make it appropriate. That's really the advice I can give, the best advice I can give. I often think about it this way, writing a Writing a Mac app is like writing a novel, whereas writing a, an iPhone app is writing a poem. So those are very, very different skills. But that gives you some idea of how economical the iPhone app has to be compared to yeah, a Mac definitely. app. Definitely. A very focused and very efficient. Mm -hmm. And it's a different frame of mind, right? Like, I had a job when I worked for a cable company. We were developing set-top boxes like DVRs way before TiVo even came out. In fact, we were prototyping TiVo. We were one of their beta testers. And we had talked about how when someone's in their living room and they're watching TV versus someone on a computer watching TV, the reason why computer watching on TV never really took off, because let's be honest, it never took off. Mm -hmm. You may have Hulu and things like that, but no one really sits in front of their Mac to watch TV. And if they do, it's a very small majority. Um, or minority, I guess it would be. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, but the thing is, the reason is, is when you're at a computer, you're, you're working, you're in a work mode, right? Mm -hmm. when, when you watch TV, you want to chill. You want to, you want to kick back. You want to be passive. Yeah. Computer's an active thing, right? Mm -hmm. So 
uh, except I'm a slacker, so I guess it's not active for me, but like, <laughs> but no, like it's true. Like, so I think something like that, you really have to think about the environment that someone using their computer is active. Someone who's using their iPhone probably, I mean, they're active, but I would say they're probably more passive than active because they're on the go. So they're not as attracted or interested. They want to get their work done and get out of there, right? In and out. Yeah, exactly. They're probably distracted. They're, they're in line at the grocery store or something exactly. like that, right? So, and that's why all the they, games that are casual games. Exactly. And that's why all the casual games win, right? Because you can pick it up and you can put it away. And if something interrupts you, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's the goals that we set for Fantastical for iPhone. I really feel we hit. And obviously during beta testing, getting feedback from friends, we, we got, you know, we, we were told, yeah, no, this is great. This, this fixes calendaring. So cool. looking forward to, to the launch. Oh, I can't wait to show it to you. And uh, for those wondering why Brent hasn't seen it yet, he was just, he had stuff going on, so he couldn't test it. I've got a lot. Hey, I finally ordered an iPhone 5 today. Oh, here we go. Yeah. There you go. So how is it? Oh, you ordered it. Ordered you it. it. Got to wait like two or three weeks. Yeah. So it'll be here in time for Christmas. Well, I was the lucky one who had one between Kent and myself. Um, I had one and Kent, Kent actually just finally got one yesterday. Um, but I did all the testing on my iPhone 5 and I love it. I mean, I'm serious. Like when I came out, I was like, all right, bigger screen. I was I've now gone back to using a smaller screen. It makes the world of difference and the way it feels, the device itself, the speed, just, it really is the perfect iPhone. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to love it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Really can't wait. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so we talk about porting any stories you want to share. I mean, we can move on to the kind of launching or, you know, more of like getting things ready, but what, what, anything from your experience from porting that you want to talk about that was in in line with mine where it's so important not just to say, hey, we're just going to shoehorn this onto an iPhone and too bad. Yeah, let's see. You know, what I'm looking at now is kind of the opposite direction. We did Glassboard for iPhone first. And so the next question is, well, do we do Mac next or iPad next or um, what do we do? And then again, what is what is the design like on these different platforms? So it'll be interesting to see how we solve all that stuff. Definitely interesting. But I probably don't have anything that interesting to say about it just yet. That's okay. At least you brought up the point that there's something to be said. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's really all our listeners need to hear is that you're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. Right. Exactly. I think there, there I has think, to be a point to it. Right. Definitely. And I think both you and I can... We, we've definitely seen apps that have just been ported. Let's just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where they just don't feel right. Yeah. Right. Everything is about feel, mm -hmm. you know, the scroll views uh, are our new input method, the way it feels when you when you interact with it, it just feels right. And you have to spend time to get that stuff to work. Exactly. If you just put in a calendar and say, OK, it's in and I'll just use this standard method and you have to really tweak and polish and optimize. And it's not enough just to have someone make it look pretty either. You've oh, got yeah. to. Oh, yeah. The way it works is is the design, right? I know a lot of good-looking apps that are not good apps. Mm -hmm. They look beautiful, and you go, wow. But the, the functionality is just like, come on. There's, there's already one in my mind I could think of that was so beautiful and so well done, and then the app was just a turd. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, best part was, is, the best part was is the designers thought it was so great that you're like, you, re you really think, like, design only gets you so far. In fact, design doesn't really get you anywhere, and I'm probably going to get, like, you know, arrows and stones thrown at me, but... The design isn't what it's about. 
the whole thing is what it's about. And the design absolutely carries all of that. I'm not disputing that. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe I won't get arrows or flames thrown at me. But like, you know, like my point is, is you, if you just have design, then all you have is design and then it's art. It's not an app. Exactly. And if you try to put an app in and make it say, oh, look at how great this is, you're, you're lying to people and people are going to see through it because the app's going to be crap. Another, another thing I see a problem with some graphic design is that uh, an app will be stunningly beautiful on day one. And by day three, you realize you can't stand it anymore. Some really, really gorgeous stuff just doesn't wear very well. That's you know, right. You, That's you right. You wish just... suddenly that the shadows were less deep and the gradients less steep and whatever else. Right? It doesn't stand you know, the test of time. Made sometimes. Absolutely. It doesn't stand the test of time. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Well, good design does, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so, all right, well, so I get, I mean, you shared what you could. And I I think the main takeaway is don't, I say this so many times, but I'm going to keep saying it. Don't do everything on autopilot. Don't do it as you think it's supposed to be done. Question everything and do it the right way. Yep. Try things. All right, cool. Yeah, exactly. Don't just, don't just be on autopilot. All right. So in terms of launching, um, launching's big. Uh, launching is something that you can't just put an app out and expect that it's going to get out. I mean, sure you have your friends and hopefully you can get your friends excited and they'll tweet about it and they'll get the word around and you know, that'll get around to other people. But there's a lot of things involved in a launch. Obviously you got to You can do press releases. You can contact bloggers. You can do giveaways, promotions. You can do marketing ads and things like that. Um, obviously I can't get into everything, nor can you in the amount of time we have, but I think it's really important to talk about the fact that when you launch, you really need all your ducks in a row. So obviously with Glassboard, you guys had a lot of preparation before you launched, right? Yeah, we did. Um, I can't even remember now everything we did. I've launched so many apps over the years that it's almost like when it's launch yeah. time, I just sit down and do the things and I yeah. don't even remember. Exactly and that's it. That's are. it. You kind of, you get a checklist and you go over everything. And I mean, a lot of the stuff is on autopilot. So the things that you need, obviously, for a launch is you need your app to be done. Mm-hmm. You need to come up with a pricing strategy that should be done by the time you're ready to ship. Yeah. You need a press release so you can actually make up basically a statement of what you're shipping and why people should buy it and how they get it. And then you should think about how you're going to promote it and how you're going to get the word around. And there's obviously a lot of ways to do it, right? You do it through social media by having your friends or followers. If you have a Twitter account, you know, talk about it. Mm-hmm. You can talk to bloggers, and if you have something interesting, they'll listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one tip I'd definitely like to give about bloggers is, you know, don't annoy them, but also realize that if you just send them one thing, you may have to do a follow-up, but you have to be very respectful because you have to understand you're following up and 50,000 other people are following up too. Yeah, that, that's and exactly we, right. And, and people have a low tolerance for annoyance. You can, you can piss people off quickly. Uh, hey, you know, especially, I'm a self developer, but I'm also a blogger, and I have you know, had plenty of people, you know, just hound me for a link to something that I, I have no intention of, of linking to. Yeah. Really, really hate that. Well, what you need to do is, especially if you don't know the person, is you send an email, you try to keep the press release, you know, simple and, and concise and exciting. And you obviously the subject of the email is very important because all of these bloggers only have a second to look at the email, right? They're not going to take 20 minutes to read your email. They're going to scan it. Mm-hmm. So once you get them, if you can get them with something good, they'll hopefully ping you back and say, yeah, we want to review it or send us a promo code or whatever. Yeah. But 
if if let's say like you said people try to contact you and it's annoying if you contact someone you don't hear from them you know maybe shoot them one more email and just say oh you know i'm not sure if you got my email or i'm really sorry to bother you but our app is really exciting you know could you at least take a look something short and sweet Mm -hmm. and then if you don't hear back from them excuse me if you don't hear back from them then kind of give up you shouldn't be bothering them because they probably get the same thing from so many people but if your thing is interesting and your thing is written well and you ping them again if they missed it They'll probably get back to you. Remember, reviewers and bloggers want to cover cool things. So if they're not covering it, I hate to say it, maybe it's not cool. Yeah, maybe it's not. Or maybe, you know, just the volume of stuff to look at is huge. Absolutely. Uh, or maybe, you know, it was maybe your thing's accounting software. And, yeah. You know, I'm never, ever going to be interested in that. It could be That's the greatest right. thing ever in that field, but it's absolutely you know, I right. just don't care. And, you know, I'm the kind of person where if I get an email, I always try to reply because I think if you let someone know, hey, not interested, they should leave you alone. And then if you say, hey, not interested, then if they keep reading you back, then you could be like, you're an asshole, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, at least let them know. That the problem is a lot of bloggers and especially journalists, they get so many emails, they can't reply to everyone. And I get that, right? I said I like to reply to everyone. But if you don't get a reply, you try again, and then that's it. You don't you don't bother them because again, put yourself in their shoes. How would you like getting so many emails and then you don't hear from them? And there you go. Yeah, it's just because you sent email to someone doesn't mean they're obligated to reply. I, exactly. I, I just use the delete key. Look, you're asking me for something. I'm not obligated to do anything. I just that's exactly I, right. I, I and I think it's important. I, I delete well, them. No, no, totally. And it's important for what you just said. Anyone who's doing a launch, think about what Brent just said. He's not obligated to read your email. So you need to do everything in your power to get him interested in reading your email. And if you can't, that's it. Mm -hmm. Don't bother him. Don't bo the, the biggest thing with journalists are they have a long memory and they know who the people who annoy them are. And they know the people who do good things and that want to, you know, help their publications. Because again, they want good things to cover, right? Absolutely. You don't have a blog or you don't have a magazine if they don't have good products to talk about. Mm -hmm. So... Just really be focused and don't annoy journalists. But, you know, a, a lot of your best bet is make sure your website is good. Um, as a blogger, I would rather go to your website first than to the yep. iTunes page because your yep. website, you have a little more freedom there to present your product and your company. And Definitely. I usually will find that more interesting than the, the page on the iTunes store. So do a really right. good job with the website. Make, yeah, definitely. You know, I um, I have an eagle eye for um, for misspellings, for punctuation, that kind of thing. So make sure all your copy is is good. Because if I see, you know, something ungrammatical, or you're not using curly quotes when you should be, or you've got comma splices or something, I will assume that your product is as sloppy as as your writing, and and I won't download it. I understand. Yeah. I no arguments here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important. You have everything dialed in. Okay, so we talked about press releases, and then you brought up the website, which is a great thing. So you your app is ready to go. You've priced it. You've sent out press releases. You got some kind of promotional thing to get, or word, you know, uh, marketing to get the word around. So now you also obviously need a good website because people need to have somewhere to go to read about it and get marketed to. Mm -hmm. And then pretty much a launch. Yeah, what's and, missing? Um, yeah, that's about right. That's it. Yeah. And... Obviously, we've oversimplified things because the website needs copy and you need to be able to have a support section. You need to be able to have hopefully support email set up and on and on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But the point is, once you launch, it's kind of out of your hands. I mean, you can still try to do some promotion. You could still try to ping some people and you can obviously try to maybe do giveaways or follow up on reviews if you didn't hear back. Or maybe you heard back from someone that said, hey, ping me in a couple of weeks. So follow up. But 
really you're kind of that's it at that point you have to you you can't necessarily throw money at the problem obviously if you're a big company you have a ton of money you can you could just keep marketing your way on, into success or not but if you're an indie developer like Brett and myself um you just you just kind of it's just kind of in the fate of what you did so yeah. oh so go back. Um, yeah good Ian. a few more things have occurred to me though one is promo codes if you haven't given them all away you've screwed up make sure you're always giving those away Absolutely. Absolutely. Software is free. Oh, uh, this is my philosophy. If you give away a license, you gave away something that didn't have any value because you gave it away. All you did was you stopped the person from being able to buy it. So you didn't lose any money, right? Mm -hmm. You gave someone something that whether they would have bought it or not, it doesn't matter. It didn't cost you anything, right? Yeah. It's the license. So if there's an opportunity to give it to someone who'll either speak highly about it or will like it or just wants it because that's it, always give away software. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it bothers me that... Uh that we only get what 50 promo codes a month. Uh, my yeah. software is free at the moment, but if it wasn't, I, you know, I'd like 500 promo codes. I, the more I give away, the, the better uh, I'll do. So this is actually a rationale to speak about a payment provider like Fastspring, who I love. Mm -hmm. um, and I always look for opportunities to talk about them because I love them. So we have Fantastical available on the Mac App Store and our own store. And this affords us the ability that we have our own build. And sure, there's a little bit of extra complexity in there because we have to maintain two builds. But we have a build system now that just does it. It's, it just works. Um, and sure, you put some time in, but you get benefits like the ability to generate as many coupon codes as you want and give away as many free copies as you want. Nice. You get the ability to generate education discounts. And granted, the App Store now has gen ed education discounts, but it's not as easy. Mm -hmm. you, you, know, you have to get someone into it and all that. We can just generate an education coupon code and give it to them. Um, if only obviously we could do all that with iPhone and iPad software. Oh yeah, if only. Obviously, you can also gen you can give free trials, right? Because you can have your trial, and the trial can turn into a full copy if they buy a license from your own store. So, um, I definitely want to recommend also uh, developers that are thinking about this. I don't see, uh, at least not yet. It's getting closer, and I will say it's getting closer. But I don't see the benefit of being App Store only right now, Mac App Store only. Um, obviously, iPhone, you have no choice. Uh, but on, on the Mac especially, you should look into solutions like FastSpring who have been nothing but great to me in all the years I've been using them and all the companies that I'm involved with now use them still. Um, really solid, really good support, works beautiful with Mac, has great coupons and all that stuff. And I think it's important that what you said earlier, you can generate unlimited coupon codes, right? So you can give away your software when you need to. Cool. And uh, yeah, so... Anyway, oh, another launch. thing to do. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, sure, sure, sure. If somebody sure. does review your thing, after they publish, send them an email and thank them. Absolutely. Don't don't nitpick or get mad because they'll probably find some things to to criticize. That's okay. In fact, Just listen say. listen to listen to what they criticize because it might be legitimate. Absolutely, yeah. But but thank them, and if they Absolutely. have some good thoughts, say hey, thanks for those. Thanks for the criticisms. Absolutely, I I, I agree, and and it's important to realize that. We're an ecosystem, right? From the journalists to the developers to the customers to Apple, we all rely on each other, right? And we all want each other to have good apps. And we all want each other to enjoy apps. And the bloggers can't write about the apps if we don't make them. And we can't make them if Apple doesn't make their stuff and so on and so forth. And I think it's really important to think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like you said, you thank someone when they do a review, just like you'd want someone to thank you if you did a review. Yep, totally. Yeah. So I think that's, in terms of launch, I mean, that's more or less it. You launch and then... Then you listen to feedback and you start getting your 1.0 going and your 1.1 going and whatever, a 101 going and 1.1 going and you kind of just see where it goes. Yep. And before you know it, it's a living. Exactly. Before you know it, you're Brent Simmons. <laughs> <laughs>
So let's see what else. Um, I guess also in terms of launch and all of this stuff is, you know, there is a time where let's say if you launch your app and it's not doing well, that it might just be you didn't have a good app. Yeah. And it, then what do you do then? That's, that's a good question. Well, you decide if you have another idea that's better. Mm -hmm. uh, you decide if the idea you have could be improved, which I would say usually not. Um, but, you know, never say never. You, you at least entertain the idea. Mm -hmm. um, but I think sometimes I have some friends who had apps and they launched them and they didn't do well. And I said, kill it and move on because otherwise you're just wasting time on something that obviously didn't spark an interest. I and it's okay sometimes to throw away things if it doesn't work. I think that's often the right answer. Um, yeah. We had a, a different experience with Glassboard. 1.0 was not was not widely adopted, wasn't hugely popular. 2.0, yeah. on the other hand, is widely adopted and is hugely popular. Exactly. And so if we had just nuked it after, after the 1.0 versions, uh, we would have missed out. But you questioned everything, right? We did. And 2.0 was a very, very different app. The, if you were to just compare features side by side, it's almost the same app. Uh, yeah. But just looking at a feature list. But in terms of design and how it works, execution, it feels, it's, it's radically different from 1.0 and much, much, much better. That's a great example. So that's sort of my point is if your 1.0 doesn't do well, it's time to examine, do we throw away the whole idea or do we move on? And if you think that you have a good idea and the feedback that you got about the product is good, but let's say the design isn't good, then surely you continue on and try again. Now, obviously, if 2.0 had not done well, it'd probably be time to throw it out and move on, right? Maybe. 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 Because maybe, maybe. Unless maybe we you'd determined even... we had, you know, exactly uh, some good ideas for improving it enough that that might have changed. Yeah. So the point really is, is you have to examine it and sometimes it's time to move on. Sometimes it isn't. But I think it's important to point out that sometimes it is okay to just throw it out and do something else. That's right. Yeah. I think I had mentioned this in a previous episode and if I didn't, well, here we go. But we had, we were working on a contacts app. Um, we haven't said much about it, just teased very briefly on dribble, but, um, we had a contacts app where, uh, original design was basically done. It was locked and loaded. We spent a lot of money getting it, you know, executed by an artist and, um, we ended up, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the feel of it after it was implemented, even though we had a prototype just once it was really done, I was like, something's not right. Hmm. And we had to make the hard decision to throw it away and start over. And obviously it was a lot of money because we threw away what we paid for, but then now we're paying even more money. Right. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you have to do that and the product will hopefully be better because of it. But, um, point is once you launch, really see how things are going and make some, make some decisions because like with you guys, you could have just said, Oh, well, let's just leave it and see if it can go longer. But no, you decided to actually do a 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And it took us quite a while. And a lot of that was just uh, design time and then implementing those designs. Right, right. In fact, almost all of that time was just that. There you go. But obviously, now you're better off for it because it's doing well. Yeah, totally. That's great. That is great. So, um, all right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it overall. Um, anything else coming up? Obviously, so this episode, as I said, will air on November 20th. Then, of course, we have Thanksgiving and the end of November going on. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks. Yeah, well, things slow down this time of year usually. And actually, by the time this episode airs, Fantastical for iPhone, so it won't be out the day it airs, I'm certain of that, but between this episode and next episode, it, it should more than likely, if I were a betting man, I would, I'd be betting on that it will be out before our next episode. Cool. So our next episode is technically scheduled for what, November, uh, December 4th? December 4th. 
That sounds like yeah, two, two weeks. From two now. weeks. Yeah. Two weeks ish, depending on what happens with us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if it's not out by December fourth, something really bad happened. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and and as always with our Glassboard, you know, you can come to glassboard.com and then sign up for our Glassboard with Simmons S I M M. S-I-double-M-O-N-S. And um, yeah, if, if, if once this is out, if you have any feedback on Fantastica, I'd of course love to hear it. And any feedback on Glassboard, Brent would love to hear it. Absolutely. And um, anything else in closing? You know, I think we're done for the day. All right. Well, most importantly, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Albina Development. Al- Albina Development. Yep. Colin Donnell. Albina and Development. Pinbook. Yep. It's our and really Pinbook. App. Great app, and we thank them for sponsoring us. The website, it'll be below or in the show links, but A-L-B-I-N-A-D-E-V-E-L-O-P-M-E-N-T.com, Albina Development, and check out Pinbook, especially if you use Pinboard. Yeah, and and if you don't, you should start using Pinboard so you can use Pinbook because it's really good. Exactly. And for those who uh, don't want to use it at all, well, thanks for not supporting sponsors of our show. Yeah, right. Jeez. We hate you. Yeah, people. All right, well, Brent, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, you too. And I uh, hope you have a thanks, nice, very nice Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, you too. The Simmons Thank family, you. we're good at Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, exactly. This, the Simmons, this, the thanks, thanks Simmons. Thanks Simmons. I don't know. Thanks uh, Simmons. Dear Lord, thanks for making. Me oh Simmons. boy, let's let let let's, let's break it here and let them listen to the music, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Until next time, see you, Brent. All right, bye. Adores a minuet, the ballet russe, and crepe Suzette. Our Patty loves to rock and roll, a hot dog makes her lose control. What a wild duet, still their cousins, identical cousins, and you find. They laugh alike, they walk alike, at times they even talk alike, you can lose your mind.